This is Claire Galloway, artist, writer and visionary. My thoughts around money, I'm talking to you from my bath in my cellar, uh, looking out onto a beautiful evening sky in Guardia San Fremondi with little fronds of this really interesting gourd plant that grows up the side of my house, which I've been cultivating for a while. And it's got some beautiful, so they're like mangoes, or like a cross between a potato and a mango with spikes coming out of it. <laughs> it's really fascinating fruit. I forget what the name of it is. Anyway, I'm wanting to share with you a series of podcasts around money and creativity because it's such a, well, it's kind of like a hot topic, but it's also like, I keep hearing it simplified and I've had such issues with money in my life myself and not just with money per se, but with the the huge complexity of having a creative vision and wanting to bring it down to earth and make it into a form that is digestible by other people so that it's not just this cloudy abstract thing that I'm presenting and also trying to subsist and do practical things like uh, buying food and paying for a roof over my head and I made a lot of choices in my life which meant that I had to go through a lot of blood sweat and tears because I had such a strong vision that I knew I needed to find a container for and a context for and I knew that I couldn't compromise in any way and I also knew that the thing that I most couldn't compromise was my my freedom like my freedom to think for myself and my freedom to ha- have all my time to myself like to have complete control of my time and my energy like where my energy was going that felt like such a key thing that I made an early decision in my life that no matter what it took I would always prioritize that and even if it meant you know going hungry now and again or not having a new pair of shoes when there's a hole in the ones that I've got I really made a decision about that and I, I'm not going to say I never look back, but I am going to say that the expansion that's, that that has led to is incomparable. And like, I do know what it's like to have money and I do know what it's like to be comfortable. And at the same time, I I have had such joy living simply in my life and I have such gratitude and I've had such personal development in my life from being in a very very dark place to being in a very 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 empowered place relatively speaking to other people in this planet in on this planet at this time uh, in the development of our human consciousness and culture I've had the most incredible experiences in my life and the most profound uh, joys and satisfaction with what I'm doing I've found a a very very a deeply satisfying um means of expressing myself in this manifestation in this human form in this lifetime you know even at the age of 44 I feel extremely extremely fulfilled and satisfied with who I am and where I am and what I've done not just because I've always been like that but because because I've struggled and found a means of getting beyond these difficulties and I am where I am now I because I've done that I can see the difference and I know what it is to be in this place of just supreme contentedness and like a dynamic supreme contentedness and excitement at each day and each little thing that I see and do and the interactions with all the people that I have and the love and the joy and all that so 
Coming back to money, the big subject which I'm talking about in this series of, of podcasts, it's it's just so damn complex that it has to be talked about and talked through and talked out. Particularly, I want to hone in on, although you totally can't hone in on it, <laughs> I want to speak a bit more specifically, not just about money like the economic system and how money works, like my permaculture tutor uh, back about 20 years ago when I was studying permaculture in London, uh, Andy Langford told me that he'd studied economics for years and years. And basically the only thing he'd really found that was useful in all those studies that he'd studied when he did his degree or whatever, uh, master's in, in economics, was that if you have 10 euros, I don't know if he told this story, but I'm telling this story because this is, this is how I understand it. If you have 10 euros, right, I have 10 euros and I go to the chicken shop and buy two chickens for five euros and I give this 10 euros to the guy in the chicken shop. He's called Michele, I know him. He takes these 10 euros and he goes to the bar, to Palmino in the bar, and he pays like 10 euros worth of drinks, let's say. So that 10 euros has been worth 10 euros it's been worth chicken to me it's been worth drink in the bar then palmino goes from the the euro shop he goes down to the petrol station down in the corner and he goes and pays the family who run the petrol station 10 euros so this 10 euros right in a conventional setup with this really strong material dynamic that goes on in the world I have 10 euros where can I spend it where can I buy my food where do I buy my chicken I go to the supermarket and the 10 euros, basically, yeah, obviously the people in the supermarket are getting paid to work there, but they're getting paid shit and the person at the top's creaming it all off. So basically that 10 euros is going out of town. Like the money is getting taken into the till, it's getting added up and it's going into a bank account in somebody's, like some fat cat's pocket, essentially. And that's the dynamic of it. Like it's getting sucked out the community and it's going somewhere else. Yeah, they'll make these, like, you know, they'll make these gestures to say that the supermarket's doing something good for the town and they'll pay to put swings in the kids' play park or so. But essentially, I pay my money to a big supermarket because the big supermarkets have taken over the village. And in fact, there probably isn't a supermarket in that village. You probably have to go to the next village. And the money goes to whatever it goes to. You know, obviously, I choose not to shop in a supermarket, but in most towns, you don't have a lot of choice because the supermarkets have bought up the small shops. So basically, one euro moves in the direction of the multinational. Whereas here, I go around and I'm spending my euros. They're going to my neighbour and then they're going to my neighbour's neighbour and then they're going to my neighbour's 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 neighbour and then it's going round and round and round the town. So as my, my permaculture tutor told me all these years ago, like this 10 euros starts to become worth it's 20 euros, it's 30 euros, it's 40 euros. So it's the same 10 euros, but instead of getting sucked upwards and sort of meaning very little to the people who have given it, it's it's becoming more and more meaningful. It's like this same 10 euros might pay for a pair of shoes in the shoe shop and then pay for some cards in the card shop and then pay at the post office, although that will probably go a bit out into the system a bit more but if it if it still goes around all the small family businesses and then it might even come back to me if someone buys a small painting for 10 euros and you know like 
that's the same 10 euros that I gave somebody else. And like, what does that mean? It basically means that the community has this movement of this economic movement and this energy and this self-sustaining dynamic within itself that basically means that it, it's completely empowered to do what it needs to do in the world. And I think that has a lot to do with the size of the town. So it's really important to choose the right size of town to live in. That can really help your own economic efforts and your own in your own economic interaction with the world. But it's also about um, yeah the kind of culture you're, you're living, the the values and priorities of that culture. Like I live in a town in Italy where I've specifically chosen it for the values that the people here hold. There are deep spiritual values, deep connection to the land. That you know, it's not like some high and mighty place that's like morally superior than other places in the world, but it does have these deep values and deep interconnectedness. That means that, well, before you even start spending money, a lot of a lot of exchange and, and um, transaction goes on out with the money system, which isn't always, you know, it's not always completely. Um, kosher that you know often it's basically people like you know doing underhand under the table stuff and trying not to pay tax which is you know there's lots of reasons why that could be a good thing in the world um when especially when you're in a country where governments are doing really shitty stuff and don't pretend that you live in a country that the government isn't doing shitty stuff like don't even think about that your government is screwing the world over and don't even think about that it's not like that's a whole other subject I'll talk about about the dirtiness of money. Um, yeah, so at the end of the day, being positioned in a place that you're positioned, like being positioned, um, it can make a huge difference to how you're supported by your community, how your community supports you, how you support it, and how that energy circulates. And the fact that I go out and put 10 euros into my community and it's able to, it's able to move around and keep within the community it's a bit like, you know, a river which collects in a pool and then moves on further down the river. Like it's like this, it sustains a certain amount of life. There's a certain amount of energy in it. And essentially, um, it, it's a way of life keeping moving. And it's a way of the water is vitalized, it's healthy, it's clean. The pool is alive with, with um, plants and insects and maybe fish and animals. And it moves on. But, you know, like, a pool that there's there's like nothing coming in and out of obviously stagnates and it's just a metaphor you know that metaphor might not mean anything to you but it means a lot to me in the like nature metaphors gardening metaphors water air then <laughs> elemental metaphors can can mean a lot in that when money is a thing that can be so ephemeral but like we have to decide what it means for us both personally and as part of a collective, like a community, and as part of the greater collective, like the co the conscious Western mind, for example, or the consciousness of Earth, of planet Earth. And like, we have to decide what our place is in that. That's like my biggest thing that I've learned in my in my years on Earth is like, how how is your position energetically? Like, what does money do in relation to your position energetically in this world at this time? Like, how is it 
first of all, like most most people who are talking about money, you know, it's all about getting rid of the guilt, having a good relationship with money, saying that you love money. But like these things, they don't they don't cut it. They don't cut it with me. It's much, much more deeper and it's much more complex than that. And it's much more meaningful like that. That's the thing. This is why a lot of people turn, it's particularly creative people just turn off to money because it's so freaking boring and cold. It's a bunch of numbers. It's a, a, a characterless thing and we have no interest in it because what we really want to be doing is painting or writing or playing a guitar or singing and like fuck the money it's like just get rid of it get it out of my mind I don't want it to be there interfering with with my creative process but one of the things that happens when you do that is that you you lose your energetic relationship with money which means that you're basically saying that you're not responsible for your consequences in the world and that you don't want to have influence from the outside coming into you that's another subject i'm going to go into in the uh, further uh, future podcasts um so to try and maybe round up and and like sign off on this subject just now this is just an introductory sort of like getting into the the mechanics of, of what it is to be creative and be connected with money like you know how how far do you take it apart and how far do you take responsibility for it and how far do you allow it to flow through you think positively you know these are all like really really important things that we have to look at and particularly like so much more as women as female human beings um, let's not get into the discussion about gender and uh, how complex that discussion is right now. I'm talking about the basic, a woman being a woman, a man being a man. I'm talking about women, about femininity, about the vital force that it, that flows through women, about the creative force, the yin, the, the feminine, as we understand it in the Western world in this time. Everything's changing. That's a very fluid subject. But I'm just talking about the basic. When you talk about yin and yang, I'm talking about the yin. And I'm talking about like all that is feminine and cooperative and fluid and changing and uh, more uh, absorptive and, um, you know, taking things in and so on, creative. Um, I'm talking about that essence of what that thing is. And I want to talk about it really at depth and really in depth because it's only relatively recently that women in this world have actually had a relationship with money themselves like that's in this part of the world across the world it there's countries where women still don't have really have a relationship with money and there's countries that are very developed that women don't have relationships with money uh, they certainly don't have control over how it comes in and that's a really key thing because at the end of the day women have even when they're completely in denial of it or completely close to it women are intimately connected they're connected with their own past <clears throat> their future and with each other in this moment on planet earth and that's something that uh, that women are starting to pick up on and <clears throat> excuse me starting to consciously work with and it's a really exciting time to be alive because women are starting to understand that when you support other women <clears throat> excuse me to express your, themselves and to open up their sense of worth their identity their vibrant energy like when you start to get women coming together doing that in whatever way they're doing it as artists as business women uh, awakening the cervix wh whatever way they come about at it they are doing something alchemical something really potent it's not just that you get a bunch of women together in the room in a right in the right mood and we all get really excited about stuff and like get buzzed up as if we're drunk it's not about that at all it's like fucking magic starts to happen 
like you realize that your relationship with the world is profoundly interconnectedly vibrantly alive you are not a static pawn in a chess game or you're not like a little thing that just clunks around and has effects coming off it you're intimately and magically and i use the word seriously like meaning alchemy meaning you touch the world in a way that can change it on a deeper than a molecular level like you can actually change consciousness you can change physical bodies you can change cells you can change everything in the world like you can literally interact with other human beings and transform them and empower them and uh, like shift their whole life perspective like it's completely possible the more you you believe in that and the more you work with it, the more you're able to work with it. And this might seem like I'm getting a way off into a tangent when I was just trying to finish off the subject, but that's a really good example of how, you know, like the potential of things and the potential energy and things. And like once you press a, a, a point, a certain pressure point and free up an energy, it starts to create this flow and like it creates a flow of consciousness, divine consciousness, creative consciousness, solutions-focused consciousness. And... Um, that's basically where I'm going to be heading in this series of of podcasts, like into that that incredible creative realm, like not creative as in I get a pen or a paintbrush and start making a nice picture, creative as in the human interaction in the world. Like essentially the thing that a lot of us really miss with money is that that interaction is actually magical. You're not, it's not just about the cold concept of the transaction is a completely mistaken. It's like it's hiding the secret behind it. Behind the cold transaction is this utterly fucking magical interaction with the world that I'll, I won't begin to go into here, but one of the things I'm going to discuss in future podcast is how women disconnect themselves from the world because they have this inherent sense of wrongness and you can, about money, about having money, about earning good money, and you can take it apart all you want and tell yourself that it should feel good and that you love money and that get over your trauma of how your mum took your money off you when you were a kid and shamed you about it. But you're missing the point is that you have this infinite power that radiates out into the world and you are taking money in that is coming from some dark places. And if you're close to that and you're not looking at that and you're not aware that it's coming from a dark place, what your bank is doing in Africa, what your president of your country is doing wherever, you know, probably everywhere, you know, what your supermarket is doing to the environment. If, if you're not aware of all of that and trying in some way to shift that and accepting it that that's the state of things just now and at at the same time, knowing your power to change that, not just changing like I'm going to go and buy some fucking organic tampons, but changing it as in you take that dirty money in, you accept it, you fucking accept it and you clean it, like you put it into something better and gooder and cleaner and you not just physically like buying an organic tampon or a fair trade bar of chocolate, you actually clean the money and you fill it with love and you fill it with good energy and righteousness and you put it out in the world in a completely fucking new way that is utterly changes the world. You use your creative genius, man or woman, I'm not saying that women are just creative geniuses, obviously, but you use your money in a, a potent way that's really growing and changing the world and like making it a better place. And like I said, I'll 
I'm going to talk a lot more about that in other blogs, but I just wanted to introduce the idea of it. My name is Claire Galloway. I'm an artist and writer and created, creator of change and transformer of energy and creator of energy, inspirer of energy and other people. And you can follow me via clairegalloway.com or via my Patreon profile, which is Claire Artista. And my name doesn't have an I in it. It's just Claire, Clare. <laughs> I'll see you in my next podcast, or at least you'll hear me. Ciao for now. Bye.